dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. In anticipation of that day, when, we, when all will be made right with the world, we gather to sing and celebrate together. Young women and men, students and workers, teachers and cooks, artists and scientists, music, musicians and poets. We gather to sing songs of the people in praise of our God. Please join us in singing hymn number 521. defined, folk music is songs of the people. In the U.S., folk music, which has often been associated with the common folk, had its first revival in the 1930s and a second revival found expression in the social and religious movements of the 60s. It was in that time that Peter, Paul, and Mary began singing songs like Blowing in the Wind, with lyrics like, the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind, the answer is blowing in the wind, and where have all the flowers gone, with lyrics like, where have all the young men gone? Gone to graveyards, everyone. When will we ever learn? When will we ever learn? Social realities of racism, war, economic injustice, and emerging sexual equality created a fertile ground for songs of the people to emerge in what became labeled as contemporary folk. 
Christians of the 60s and 70s were not blind to the connection between longing for justice and the right relationships that were articulated in Songs of the People. These teachings were also found in both the prophets of the Old Testament and the life and teachings of Jesus. Seeking justice as a follower of Jesus and working towards more, a more just society led to music that was imbued with songs and images and themes and references that could be taken straight out of the Bible. The important, importance of unity, of being united as one body, was articulated by St. Paul in his letter to the church in Ephesus. I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. In the folk music, a similar idea, though using different imagery, gave voice to this calling to be united in our efforts.
So from my early childhood, we played music together as a family. So for me, folk music was a way to have fun. But my parents also happened to be pastors. So from an early age, I found that music, especially folk music, has a very important place in worship services. Some of the most powerful moments I can remember in worship have been singing a particularly beautiful song with meaningful words. However, I realize not everyone has had the same background that I have, but I think we can all relate to finding profound meaning and connection in music. I think music is a way to feel close to God. I think God gave us music to come together, to make a joyful noise to the Lord, and to worship. Folk music itself is often secular in its words, but I believe it's still worshipful. The next song we'd like to share with you doesn't mention God or the kingdom of God at all. Instead, it talks about the light. I think this is an image that's found often throughout the Bible in a meaningful way to reference God. The song was written in 2001, just days after 9-11. It encourages the listeners in the time of darkness to seek a path of love and light. I think this is a very biblical, very Christian image. The song also fits well with a passage from John. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life.
music is in a way a genre that's defined by its name. You can think of the word folk meaning the same as people. So that, then folk music becomes people music. In other words, music of the people. And folk music means many different things in different contexts. It can be the traditional music of any people or any geographical area or culture. Um, in this chapel, we're mainly discussing and playing American folk music, but I hope that the concepts we're talking about can be applied to other forms of traditional music. <laughs> folk music is less focused on technical prowess as would be classical music, and it's more focused on creating simple sounds with one another and sharing that joy, which I think is a very basic human instinct. Um, folk music often has simple melodies and forms for easy listening and participation. And it's just about folks being folks and people coming together to enjoy community and participate in each other's traditions. I think that folk music situations kind of lend themselves to community. It reinforces the idea that we're all just living and we're all just people being people. And that's shown through the lyrics in folk music. In folk situations, folk music situations, it's very apparent that people are putting aside their differences to have a good time through music. I can think of a number of times that I've struck up conversations with strangers during random folk concerts. When I was at Winfield, I'd, we were sitting at the Hammered Dulcimer Championships, and there was this guy sitting next to us, it was me and Micah, from like southern Texas or something, and we just started like talking to him for a long time. He was talking about how all, in all the years that he's come to Winfield, he's never seen anyone be rude or like not conscientious to one another. Everyone is just always polite and treats each other as equals. I think that's really important and it shows what folk music is all about. In, in short, folk music really fosters community and it, I think it's a valuable part of our culture that we should keep pushing on and we should keep that tradition. I think it's very important. I will now read a, um, a passage from Revelation 21, verses 3 to 5. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them as their God, and they will be God's people. God will be with them and will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. See, I am making all things new.
that there had been this, this major tragedy when we stopped for gas in the middle of Illinois. Not knowing exactly what it meant, we turned on the radio and continued to head toward Winfield. When we got to Winfield, Kansas, which is about an hour south of Wichita, we realized that a number of the musicians weren't able to travel to get to Winfield, but a number of them also said, when tragedy strikes, we need to be singing together. And so many of them got in their cars and drove, John McCutcheon being one, who drove for 24 hours to get from his home at that time in Virginia to Winfield. He wrote the song that we sang earlier the following night. And uh, on the stage, the second, there's, there's, there are four stages at Winfield, and on stage two, it's a grassy knoll and about 5,000 people can fit on that stage. And on um, the, that particular evening that I remember, we were seated, and there was certainly a heaviness about the space and about the time. But John McCutcheon proceeded to tell a story of a Native American grandfather and son. And the son had just come from a fight and was all beaten up. He and a friend of his had had a scuffle. And the grandfather said to the son, you know, inside of you, there are two wolves. There is one wolf that will fight back. This wolf bears its fangs, and it wants to do harm so that it can be justified. It wants to have some kind of vindication. And there is another wolf inside of you that seeks mercy, that seeks peace, that seeks a restoration of relationships. And the little son, the boy, turned to his grandfather and said, well, which one wins? And the grandfather turned to him and said, whichever one you feed. We proceeded in that time to join together and sing the song that is now shown up in the Sing the Journey, Alleluia, the Great Storm is Over. In that time and in that space, John McCutcheon was able to bring a group of 5,000 people together and acknowledge that something terrible had happened, but also to acknowledge that we need not seek revenge. 
Instead, we can seek the way of peace, the way of righteousness. That is a rare thing for anyone to be able to stand in front of a crowd, even if it's a church where everybody thinks kind of alike, but to stand in front of a crowd of 5,000 people who are both Democrat and Republican and Catholic and agnostic and Methodist with a few Mennonites sprinkled in there is a really powerful thing. So this morning, we would like to invite you to our own little festival here and sing together, Alleluia, the great storm is over. Invite you to stand. And as we prepare to sing, hear the words of Isaiah. The eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. 